the, the good thing about it is, you know, like while SEFC requires listed companies to comply with this, you will mm -hmm. note that the number of organizations which are not really listed, who are not required, are starting mm -hmm. to embrace it. You know, like the, the, the uh, universities are starting to, rep to report on their sustainability, foundations are starting to report on their sustainability, because they know that it, it, it's actually a, a tool that they could use to retain their people. You know the loyalty of their people it's actually um, a tool for for them also to retain their customers when they know that they're more responsible in their operations when they know that they, they care about the community where they operate when they know that they're protecting the ecosystem where you know like the, the rivers the, the the mountains you know like that sort of thing when when people see that you will see that you are actually gaining that social license to operate and and yeah and you gain the respect of entities um, outside. Hello and welcome to SDG Stories. SDG Stories is a podcast where stakeholders in the Nordics and in the Philippines share their best practices on challenges to working with CSR, sustainability, and the sustainable development goals. Knowledge sharing is a powerful tool in the transition towards sustainability and towards a better world for everyone. SDG Stories is an in-depth talk with people who make a positive impact on how to go from idea to result so you can get inspired. Today I'm talking to Chairman and Country Managing Partner Wilson Tan, Deputy Managing Partner Maria Vivian Cruz-Ruiz, and Partner for Climate Change and Sustainability, and Head of Learning and Development Claire Mangange from SGV & Company. We talk about how they help their clients with services such as non-financial reporting of environmental and assessing social impact. We also dive into how they do advisory services for sustainability, example given scenario analysis, which assists firms to assess the potential financial impact of climate change risks on their businesses. We talk about how SGV helps the Philippines prosper by providing trust and confidence in firms. Lastly, we also discuss how SGV is promoting sustainability from within the organization with equal opportunity for all through diversity and inclusion and how they value gender equality highly. First of all, thanks to, uh, to all of you for being able to take the time to talk to me today. Could you start off with telling me a little bit about yourselves? So I've been with the firm for uh, 33 years, joined the firm in 1987, straight out of college. So uh, uh, started with the audit practice, then I was sponsored, sponsored by the firm uh, to get my MBA uh, mm -hmm. outside of the country, and then mm -hmm. came back, went to the consulting practice, started the uh, derivatives and treasury risk practice, and then from then on, I wear um, uh, multiple hats. No? So I, when I was admitted to partnership, I became the uh, uh, technical head, the accounting standards group head. I handled the uh, audit engagement as well as treasury engagement. And mm -hmm. then in 2008, I uh, became a market group leader. In 2013, became the assurance leader. And then three years after, became the vice chair. And then just uh, January of this year, I assumed the country managing country man uh, managing partner position. Okay, wow. Congratulations on that. That's a, a, a long a, journey. Yeah? yeah, very long journey. So I'm Vivian. Uh, I've been with the firm for uh, 30 years. I, I just received my loyalty award uh, last June because we do get an award no? when you reach uh, 30 years, 35, 40, and so on. So, token award. <laughs> yeah, a token award. Uh, so, yeah. similar to Wilson, right after college, after taking the board exam, I joined SGV. And yeah. I've been with audit ever since I joined. Um, so, I became a partner in 2001. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've handled clients in different industries like. Um, telco, real estate, manufacturing, media and entertainment um, uh, services. So audit has always been my background. And then in uh, 2013, I became the market group leader, uh, mainly involved in companies in media and entertainment. 
And then I became the assurance leader uh, four years ago. And then this July, I am, I am now the vice chair and deputy managing partner, helping Wilson out. Okay, okay, yeah. That's also a long journey and uh, yes, yes. Uh, experiences with different uh, industries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so just like Wilson and, and Vivian, I'm also, I, I, I joined the firm from, from, from graduation. You know, so mm-hmm. it's been a while. It's been a while. So I'm I'm on my 28th year with the firm. So mm-hmm. um, my my background is very similar to what they both have. So I I I've done audit for a long time, but I I, I don't necessarily do audits now because I don't have direct clients. But what I'm mm-hmm. in charge now is I do L and D, learning and mm-hmm. development for the firm. I mm-hmm. take care of climate change and sustainability. Hence, I'm I'm here. I was pulled mm-hmm. to join this call. <laughs> and and uh, I'm also the enablement leader for 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 the Philippines, and then the quality leader. So we kind of dual hat or triple hat here in the firm. So we have a lot of roles, but I also have a very strong background in audit. Okay, okay. And what made you choose to go that um, that career way instead, um, choosing climate change and sustainability and learning and development? Oh, climate change and sustainability is something that's fairly new in the firm, or not necessarily new, but at least in the Philippines. We've started that around eight years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, so how I ended up in um, climate change and sustainability is one day, I think uh, the former uh, managing partner was asked to identify somebody who's going to lead climate change and sustainability in the Philippines. But that was at the back of a methodology that was established for how we are going to conduct our, our engagements in, in EY as a, as a global firm. So because mm-hmm. I have a very strong background in methodology, you know, the chairman mm-hmm. asked me if I would like to, to lead uh, climate change and sustainability. And, and then I tried to start changing my lifestyle, start changing, you know, the way I work, the, the products that I use, the way I eat, you know, kind of mm-hmm. embrace it so that. So that it becomes me. So, so those are some of the changes that I did. But also because, you know, like people got sick, I got sick. You know, there's so many things that happened that transformed me and, and you know, like uh, embrace sustainability more. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that sounds interesting that you already back then were was part of, uh, of, of, yeah, developing the methodology in some way. Can you please tell me a little bit more about SGV uh, or EY in the Philippines? Just a, a quick primer. Well, okay, SGV uh, was uh, established in 1946. So mm-hmm. we just celebrated our 74th anniversary online uh, two weeks Virtually, ago. So yeah. uh, it uh, was a virtual celebration. Um, so mm-hmm. about 5,000 of our people uh, log in. That's why during the first few minutes of the <laughs> virtual celebration, the <laughs> somewhat <That's> unstable. <laughs> so uh, because we have more than 5,000 people okay, across yeah. uh, four service lines uh, that's audit or assurance consulting tax and transaction advisory or what is now known as strategy and transaction so we have uh, uh, we're the largest uh, professional firm so if you add all the other large uh, accounting firm will be bigger and okay. uh, uh, so uh, we have uh, uh, nine offices across the country so yeah, we're we in a very good position uh, uh, in, in in terms of our practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been there for a very long time. It seems you have a very big outreach. Um, but big responsibility yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big responsibility, definitely. Yeah. Okay, um, we, we always are reminded by our founder when he was uh, still alive. This he's always said that the. The greatest contribution of the firm to the country is the, its people, the quality of its people. So you will see that we have more than 32,000 alumni uh, all across the group. And you can see them in different capacities, sometimes in government, in, in the private sector, uh, or even in NGOs. So, uh, they're all over the place. So they might be representing or, or working with other say, accounting firms outside of the country. But if say SGP, then there's a bind. <laughs> There's still a, a mindset that, that connects them to, uh, to SGV. Yeah. Okay. That, that's good to hear. 
Um, so how does uh, how does SGV work with sustainability in your services and how do you help your clients with uh, sustainability? It's good that we have uh, a purpose that uh, connects well uh, uh, with a number of the SDGs, mm -hmm. even with the principles uh, of the U.S. Uh, and the purpose being, uh, we said that in everything we do, we nurture leaders or people and enable businesses for a better Philippines. So we even have a hashtag, SGV for a better Philippines. So which sits well with the global purpose of EY because the global purpose of EY is building a better working world. So we said we have to build a better Philippines first before we can really contribute in building a better working world. So it's a two-pronged purpose. It's the people side, which is basically nurturing our people to be leaders. At the same time, uh, helping our clients' businesses to grow because, uh, I mean, SDGs will also be sustained by the profitable operation of uh, companies because they're the ones uh, spousing this. So it's a two-pronged approach. And if you look at uh, that purpose, it, it covers, like, for example, continuous learning, okay? uh, which is, we are quite heavy. When you say SGV, we're known for a rigorous training program so that uh, after two or three years uh, uh, in SGV, uh, our people are quite attracted with the market because they know the, the kind of discipline, the training program that we have. We, we average about what? Uh, two months out of 12 months of uh, training hours. So two months aside from the on-the-job uh, training. So uh, we, 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 we uh, uh, espouse what we call the uh, uh, value of meritocracy. So regardless of your background, um, regardless of your uh, 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 school you came from, faith, religion. One of my mentors in SGV before, he, he said, Wilson, more than uh, SGV being the premier accounting firm in the land, you see, SGV is, uh, uh, it provides social mobility uh, mm -hmm. for, the P, for the PSDs. And I said, what, what, what is PSDs? These are for the for the poor but smart and dedicated individual. They came from they they came from a very simple family, like I do, like 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 uh, uh, Claire uh, uh, in this case. So, but because of the opportunity that SGV provides us, regardless of your background, as long as you really give your best, based on meritocracy, regardless of 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 race or religion, you can go up. So, uh, and, 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 and I mean, uh, uh, that's a multi multiplier effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and people come to us because of that opportunity. They might uh, uh, stay for two, three years or for the long haul, but they know that uh, uh, they're, they're making a big difference uh, even in the, with their uh, loved ones. Yeah, yeah. And also that you're able to attract talent so that you mm -hmm. always have the... The, the the best people and the yeah I, I like that you value the the human capital of uh, yeah. of your employees no matter what they their background is that they can still mm. make a difference for the for the firm that and that goes with the DNI also diversity mm. inclusiveness so regardless inclusiveness. Of, as long as you yeah. you 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 excel um, equal chances in fact well, right now there are two lady partners out of three and which is representative of our XCOM. In our XCOM, we have eight lady partners and four uh, male partners. So before it was 50-50, right now it's two-thirds. So this is representative, right? Oh. So very committed to gender equality and DNI. And, and, and they cover very critical function of the firm. Like for example, uh, Vivian heads our client and markets committee. Okay. Mm -hmm. Client, uh, anything about client. Uh, uh, Claire has our learning and development program. Okay, so every staff, every level, there is a. Uh, we have a curriculum that, that that we follow, not only on the technical side, soft skill. We also send people outside. I'm a recipient of that. I, I was sent abroad for my MBA. Okay, Claire is also the methodology leader, not only in the Philippines but across Asia Pacific. Okay, yeah. another lady partner overs uh, or heads the consulting business. Uh, one, uh, the lady partner heading our uh, technical division, our risk management division, our people 
So on the operation side, though, you know, like mm-hmm. the organization in itself would, would mm-hmm. actually support sustainability in so many areas, you know, if you talk about SDG. But if you yeah. talk about the, the operations and the sustainability service that we give to our clients, this is mm-hmm. where we, we try to help them out. You know, I, I did tell you that it started around eight years ago, and it was such a struggle getting people to embrace sustainability because it was such a, a novel idea, you know, for people. You know, when we start talking to people and they would just tell me, okay, Claire, yeah, but that's something that's good to have. But do we really yeah. need to have that? I mean, nobody asks about that. But, yeah. but over the years, you know, it has changed drastically. So we had mm-hmm. to change our approach to, to how we, we share the knowledge about sustainability to clients. You know, we, we used to go for, to, to, to board, boards and, and try to discuss about what sustainability is all about. You know, the changing preferences of investors. We talk about mm-hmm. that. But we weren't really gaining as much traction as we wanted. You know, mm-hmm. so, so what we did was to start engaging with organizations, engaging with the young people, talking to our regulators, talking to SEC, because SEC at that point didn't have anything written in relation to sustainability. So we tried to orient them on what it's all about, you know, what the other countries are doing. So when we talk about it, because we wanted to make them realize that, you know, as an, as a country, you could not just be very central on what you do as an as a country because you also have to know what's happening around the world because you're not catering to Filipinos you're catering to everyone especially when you talk about business so how do you build that 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 um, confidence of people within um, the, the businesses in the Philippines so we've influenced them so we went around we never wavered in our advocacy to push um, sustainability even if we knew that at that point, you know, our, our efforts were not really that that gaining as much traction as we wanted. But in the end, it, it all worked out, you know, because what we do right now, we give advisory services to our clients. So we help them in their journey to sustainability. So we help them understand, okay, in their practices, are there areas where you could improve? You know, how do you develop the framework for you to come up with a report that, that would actually be useful to the users of the financial statements. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, we need to discuss with them how, when you talk about stakeholders, you're not just talking about the shareholders, you know, there, there's more to stakeholders mm-hmm. than there are shareholders. So they started embracing that. And I think that's where I would see the value of the services that we provide to our clients, because most of them would actually hire us back. You know, mm-hmm. so we start an initial year, we talk about it, the, the mindset that they used to, used to have was just like compliance, okay? Yeah. It, it, it's something that I would need to comply because the regulators are asking for it. But as mm-hmm. we start talking about what is material uh, in terms of their sustainability issues, you know, how do you look at people? Because it goes beyond um, CSR, you know, because that's the thinking that they used to have before. Mm-hmm. So once you start discussing about it, once you start talking about you know, it's valuing the people that you have. It's valuing the communities where you work. It's valuing the resources that you are using, you know. So you will see that their mindset change, their perspective would change. And even the yep. people who are non-believers, you know, at the start would, would yep. actually be converted as believers. And they used to say like, like okay, the, the opening statement or the opening um, message in our report should be done by, you know, like the CFO. It used to be just like a, a work that's being done by a, a entity or unit within a company but that has mm-hmm. changed significantly so those are where we'll see the progress and the developments around sustainability mm-hmm. and now yeah, we're doing audits of sustainability reports as well uh-huh. yeah i see that it, it's like it's it has changed to to be just the csr to becoming a bigger part within the actual organization and closer to the to the strategy formulation mm-hmm. and that as you said it's like a learning process for the organizations that how can they actually go from just compliance to um, looking into how they can provide more value for their society. That's right. Um, And and you will see also today that some of the topics on sustainability are making it to the board agenda. You know, so so before in the past, you would never talk about sustainability in the board meetings, but now they're starting to talk about it because they're they're recognizing the shifting preferences of investors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Investors, they they hold a lot of power. Mm. Um, I can see that you also, for example, you do a scenario analysis for your clients. Um, What's that about? 
Uh, we're starting to do scenario analysis for clients, but that is actually something that's fairly new for most entities because I think they are fairly young in their approach to your sustainability. So scenario is, you know, like if the, the temperature changes a half percent, what impact would that have on your, on your company? What impact would that have on the books? And, and because there are no standards yet in terms of how to quantify the impact of sustainability in the books, you know, so we, we need to assist clients to actually quantify that. Because when you talk about investors, when you talk about government, and when you talk about shareholders as it is, yeah. you know, unless you're able to quantify and put value to all these risks, mm. you know, sometimes mm. they don't really pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the direction now is to do those scenario analysis for the people, for people to appreciate, the stakeholders to appreciate. What is the real impact? What is that intangible that mm -hmm. might affect the company and its long-term value in the future? So, so that, that's what we do for, for, for clients now. But there's just like very few clients who are ready to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's nice because it, as you said, it, it kind of, uh, it puts a very complex matter into something that's more uh, quantifiable. So they, it can be read by people who are very heavy on the financial side. So it, it becomes more a reality in, in some yes. way. And, and hopefully the... the the regulators and the standard setters, you know, the organizations who set the standards would actually join, join us and join the bandwagon in terms of coming up with standards on, on how to do it. Because if it is actually consistent across the globe, then it will have better value for the users. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I completely see that. Um, so do you, for example, collaborate with um, with institutions in the Philippines, like the, the government uh, for these kinds of things? or we, we do collaborate, but I think it has to be more from a global perspective, because I think what, what we do, if you look, if you look at how companies are now um, reporting on their financial statements, what's happening is they do follow um, global standards. So mm -hmm. I think that the, the push should really uh, come from... Um, a global origin, you know, like the, the standard setters from global should, should be, be the ones to, to really start that um, initiative. But for us locally, we, we are actually working with the government in terms of the other SDGs, but not necessarily on the quantification of the impact. Although we are starting to introduce that issue, uh, the, 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 we introduce that um, concern with them because they need to understand that, you know, when the global standard setters start um, uh, making this a requirement, then mm -hmm. normally we would follow suit because we, we follow global standards. Yeah. But one of the bigger projects that we have right now is we are working with the UK government on low carbon energy, on their low carbon energy program using the Prosperity Fund, if you're familiar with that. UK you know, so, so yeah. yes, yes, because what's, what's happening is um, they go to the specific countries who are really prone to climate risk. So uh -huh, that when yeah. so they're working with with uh, the local government there, but we have become the delivery partner, so to speak, of um, the UK government in this respect. So what we're we're doing is we are providing support for mm -hmm. the different government agencies and um, some private companies in terms of um, policy support, technical assistance, mm -hmm. capacity building, or market development. So just in the last year or so, not even a year, we, we have actually, in the last few months, we've actually conducted a number of webinars for the different agencies of the, the company, and this would relate to um, sustainability and climate change, and we're, we're, we're also doing sustainable finance bootcamp, and then because the, the central bank or the Banco Central de Filipinas, which, which is the local equivalent, has just released their sustainable finance framework. So we're also running sessions for, or a, a third webinar for, for different stakeholders on this topic. So we're, we're heavily dealing and working with the, the different agencies, particularly the uh, Department of Finance, you know, the, the, the NEDA, the Department of Energy, the Climate Change Commission in the Philippines. So we're working with them in, in that area. And on the sustainability side, we're also, we, we just forged an alliance with um, the, the plastic exchange in the Philippines. You know, so, so, so this is an organization that, that, that actually looks into plastic credits, you know, and how to offset that. So we're working with them. But that, that is actually intended to, 
to audit their process because if mm -hmm. people are going to join this program, then mm -hmm. they would want to be confident that whatever process there is, you know, it has been audited, you know, that it's working, there are controls around it. And, mm -hmm. and we are surprised because one of the, the growing services that we are giving right now is on plastic mm -hmm. neutrality. There are so many companies now who are reaching to us because they want to have an opinion on an audit report on their plastic neutrality. And that's kind of surprising, but this is a very positive development. Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. Also, because I guess there there is a, a plastic problem in the Philippines. <laughs> yes. And, um, yes. Because um, China doesn't uh, they don't they don't buy the the waste anymore. They just said that now nah, we're not going to take it anymore, and then it goes to the neighboring countries. So that's interesting yeah. that they're really looking into how it, plastic can be uh, the problem can be alleviated. So uh, yeah, so that's and. Yeah, and it encourages entities now to really gather the plastic, you know, like, I have to be conscious about how much plastic am I putting in the economy, you know, the, mm -hmm. the entire ecosystem is now being reviewed. So how much mm -hmm. plastic do I give out? So how much plastic do I bring back in? You know, it could mm -hmm. be converted into other materials, it could be brought to, to some um, operators who could recycle it somehow, but there is an effort now to gather them rather than just leave them as trash outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's nice that that SGV is there to, for example, monitor the, the process for the plastic exchange to make sure that the plastic actually does end up where it's supposed to go and that there is control because that's also one of the issues with the, the plastic that they don't really know where it's going and there isn't enough control with that. But that's that's really cool mm -hmm. that you that you work with that. Yeah. Um, Okay, okay. Um, so for example, also from your sustainability report, I could see that you have a materiality matrix. Yes. Um, yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about how what, what it is about? Well, materiality matrix is, you know, um, identifying which um, sustainability issues are really relevant for an entity. Because obviously, mm -hmm. if you look at sustainability issues, there's just like a whole list of sustainability issues. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for you to be able to make a focused effort on where you would like to um, prioritize, you know, mm -hmm. you need to identify which ones are the most material to you. You know, mm -hmm. so, so what we tried to do was to identify, make a um, um, confirm with our XCOM, confirm with the people, our staff, confirm with um, the clients in terms of what we hear, you know, like what are the most important things to you, you know, so we all factored them in to identify and prioritize the areas where we need to focus on. And that's how we came up with our materiality uh, matrix. And that's what we do with the clients as well. You know, when, when we tried to put together our sustainability report, it's hard going out there trying to tell people and preaching that, you know, come up with a sustainability report to really embody what you're doing as an entity to define you as an entity when you don't have one yourself. So we thought, you know, like it, it's best for us to go out there and walk the talk. So, so that's why we, we came up with, with our own sustainability report to capture that. It, it's still a journey. We're, we're fairly new in that respect. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but a lot of EY companies um, across the globe are, are already um, starting it. So we, we also learn from them. And I think that's the beauty of a global organization because you could really leverage the resources and the practices that they have. And, and you could mm -hmm. use it as a guide for, for, for how you, you want to do it yourself locally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, as you said before, that you can, you can kind of say that oh, the other, the other entities they uh, they already use this, and you can convince your higher ups to say that oh, oh, we should also do this in in our country. Well, I did really put a lot of effort trying to convince Wilson or trying to convince the other partners for us to do it. You know, when we start discussing what it really is all about then they were very supportive. We, we really invest in this, in this uh, uh, sustainability practice. In fact, uh, we've been sending Claire to Geneva, right? For the yeah. past four years to attend the UNCTAD uh, conference on, on integrated reporting. Mm -hmm. and so, this is the week for the UNCTAD ICER conference. I'm attending mm -hmm. it tonight. Oh, okay. Virtually. Yeah. So I think <laughs> in, the, in the Philippines, among the uh, accounting firms, we're the only ones sending people to that yes. started four years ago that's nice and also that it, it kind of gives you a competitive edge over other auditing firms um mm -hmm. that you that you already trained in this um 
It does. It, it, it does. Because the, the advantage that we also have is we are able to see the, the trends that are happening, the challenges that companies are encountering, the developments that are brewing so that we could actually prepare and we could discuss. So when we discuss with the regulators and we, when we discuss with the government agencies here, we know exactly what we're talking about because we've heard them firsthand. We've heard it from, from people who are really experiencing it or who are implementing it in, their different, in the different countries across the globe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you think, I, I would assume that you, you think it's becoming more and more important to, to do these kinds of uh, non-financial reporting uh, in the Philippines? Well, it is really important. And I think one of the biggest drivers that we have right now is the SEC has required or has mandated um, listed companies to, mm -hmm. to actually start um, reporting on their non-financial disclosures. You know, they have not really defined exactly what standards to use or the mm -hmm. format, but they have defined a simple framework that could be followed. So this is a good starting point. Uh, there are a number of mature reporters in the Philippines, and you will see how they, their reporting has evolved and how they are now covering more material issues. So I think it won't be long before the other companies would follow suit because this would expand. I, I expect it to expand to the, the other entities, public entities, not only the listed entities. And I guess that's the, the plan of, of SEC. And they're, they're taking a more active um, stance in terms of going out there and discussing with companies, creating um, roundtable discussions in terms of how to improve it further. You know, so there are a number of developments happening. And with the institutional investors now clearly saying that, you know, like the shift from financial to non-financial um, measures that they are looking at when they're trying to decide on which entities they wanted to invest in. This is also driving, driving the change. And the pandemic is actually, I was just saying, it is a litmus test on how ready people are to deal with the unknown. You know, like <laughs> how ready are you? So, so, so these things, the events are actually all converging to, to, to make people think about beyond financial disclosures and financial reporting. So it won't be long. No, that's that's interesting, and I, I like that it's uh, yeah, it's it's spreading out more and more. Um, that's uh, that's I like the the trend at least. Yeah, and and the the good thing about it is you know like while SEC requires listed companies to comply with this, you will mm -hmm. note that a number of organizations which are not really listed or not required are starting mm -hmm. to embrace it. You know, like the the the. Uh, universities are starting to rep to report on their sustainability. Foundations are starting to report on their sustainability because they know that it, it, it's actually a, a tool that they could use to retain their people, you know, the loyalty of their people. It's actually um, a tool for, for them also to retain their customers when they know that they're more responsible in their operations, when they know that they, they care about the community where they operate, when they know that they're protecting the ecosystem where, you know, like the, the rivers, the, the, the mountains, you know, like that sort of thing. When, when people see that, you will see that you are actually gaining that social license to operate and, and, yeah. and you gain the respect of entities um, outside. Okay, I like that, that it's also becoming more uh, an important thing that, that customers, they, uh, they have in the back of their mind, for example, when they choose organiza organizations or business partners to associate with. Mm -hmm. um, and that, yeah, as you said, even though they might not be on the list of, of the, the organizations that have to provide the reporting, then they, they still do it. So it's like a, a, a ripple effect. A um, ripple effect. Uh, the changes. Uh, so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, do you work with uh, with the SDGs uh, specifically? Do you have any specific ones that you work with, or um, uh, as as mentioned by Wilson, because mm -hmm. of the um, because of our purpose, you know, it it naturally comes out. So if if I have to talk about SDGs. One of the areas where I think, or a few of the SDGs which would um, resonate with us would be on mm -hmm. poverty, you know, like number one, quality education, gender equality, decent work and economic integration, um, reduce inequalities, uh, responsible consumption, and, and partnering with, with, uh, with the goals. Because if you, you think about how many people do we employ each year, like last yeah. year, we hired 2,000 people. 
you know, and, and this would range from, you know, like people from different um, uh, competencies. We don't necessarily just hire um, accountants. We hire lawyers, we hire, mm -hmm. hire data scientists, we hire engineers. So we're, we're hiring more and more people now. And I think that that would help, um, especially on, on alleviating poverty, because we are, go as mentioned by Wilson, we operate in different branches. So in mm -hmm. each branch, we hire people from, from the different locations. So, so mm -hmm. it's equal opportunity for, for everyone. And, and as yeah. part of our CSR, you know, we have scholars, we support people who are going through reviews. And, mm -hmm. and so, so gender equality is, is natural. So even if we don't necessarily have focused activities on these areas, it comes mm -hmm. naturally because I think our business model is designed that way so that mm -hmm. we're able to, to really respond to these SDGs. Mm -hmm. And gender yeah. equality is something that we are very, very proud of and something that is actually um, appreciated by the different markets in, within the EY community. Because mm -hmm. gender equality, you know, like XCOM where people are, or women are dominating the, the boardroom, you know? Uh, yeah. you know? And we have equal opportunities. It doesn't really matter whether you're a male or a female or whether you come from the provinces or the rural areas or you're educated here. The, the opportunities are actually equal in, in the Philippines or in, in SGB. Yeah, and yeah. actually people are really the biggest asset of the firm because we don't really have, you know, tangible assets. It's really our people. So we really, um, that's really our contribution technically to the nation building. We hire a lot of people all over the country and uh, we train them. While they're here, the education never stops. We yeah. continue to train them. And training mm -hmm. comes in different forms. It can be uh, web-based learning. Now it's all web-based, but we used to have classroom trainings, on-the-job mm -hmm. training, coaching. You know, so it's a learning experience from them because of the different exposures that we give to our people. So, yeah. so that's our contribution. And, and these people, eventually, when they leave the firm, they become... Uh, our ambassadors. Ambassadors. <laughs> they become government uh, officials. They become, you know, officers of the private sector. They help build the nation as well. So it's a continuous cycle. We hire people, we train them, and then they go out there and contribute to the country. So, mm -hmm. so that's how we, we bring, um, we contribute to the nation building. Maybe I one guess, yeah, I guess what our people can, even though those of the, uh, who are no longer with us, they can always look back to their formative years in SGB. <laughs> the first two, three years were mm. their work ethics, okay? Mm -hmm. The values uh, that we, we promote, they espouse that. So when they go out of SGB, it's still with them. Yeah, yeah, that they still um, embody the SGV values. Uh, yeah. That's, that's oh, really cool. Sure. One of the key areas, though, that, that we have made a specific effort over the past couple of years is on greening our operations. So, so oh, we, we, we do have a uh, SGV Goes Green program where, Green you know, yeah. yeah, so that's an initiative that we have implemented so that we could influence our people we could influence our suppliers we could influence um uh, our service providers you know like even the, the the cafeteria where we have we've influenced the use of plastic we've reduced that we've talked to them in terms of their packaging in terms of the trash how we do that so we're working with the community in terms of how we segregate trash who would pick this up we've actually um even created a program where we would ask everyone in the firm to come up with green programs and then we will give awards. Uh, so, so that was just put on hold because of COVID and everyone's now working at home, but yeah. it hasn't stopped. You know, like we will continue to do that. We, we are now talking about how our green movement would continue when we go back to the office, given the pandemic and then in the new normal. So how do we manage that? So, so we have that program because we feel this is something that is actually celebrated very well by the young, you know? So yeah. every Every time we have we have um, movement which would actually go um, on the side of sustainability, you will see that the young people in the firm are the very first people who would raise their hands and would say yes, we support this. You know, it so it's, it, it's kind of very promising to see them um, participating actively. Yeah, yeah, and it's also part of retaining and attracting talent because they they care a lot about about these mm. things. Yes. Um, yes.
Yeah. As a part of uh, Malin, I, I think we have this uh, EY Repulse program here, mm -hmm. no? Yeah. Yes, Where we, have, we, we have train the grade five students. So we have volunteers among our people, even from partner dance staff. So uh -huh. they volunteer. How many? I don't. I can't recall how many uh, students did we uh, train last time under EY Repulse. Almost three thousand. Almost three thousand. Uh, almost so. three thousand. Yeah, we've so trained that's EY Repulse through uh, Junior Achievers Philippines. And also we have also another one. Uh, the Endeavor. The Entrepreneur. The that's Endeavor. Endeavor Philippines. Endeavor Philippines, yeah. So, yeah. Uh -huh. so we have that. It, it's the CSR program of EY. You know, mm -hmm. so it, it's it's a it's a program where we look at supporting the next generation workforce because there are three areas that 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 EY Repulse actually focuses on. So the next generation workforce, the in, impact entrepreneurs, and the mm -hmm. environmental sustainability. Mm -hmm. So those are the three areas where EY Repulse really focuses on, and they have empowered the local um, arm or or the, the each country. They have empowered each country to to actually carry those out as long as it is along those teams. So carry out the programs yourselves within your, your market so that it become, it brings, it comes to life, you know, so we bring yeah. it to life. So we've actively participated in EY Ripples. Um, do you also have the SGV Foundation? Yes, yes. we do. Yes, we yeah. do have well, it. What's that about? Um, the SGV Foundation focuses a lot on education because I think it's kind of the advocacy of our of our founder, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we do a lot. So we do send, uh, we do have a lot of scholarship programs. Mm -hmm. We assist people who are unable, you know, like the smart people in the rural areas who are unable mm -hmm. to really uh, help themselves out. And then we also mm -hmm. offer employment afterwards, you know, because mm -hmm. most of them would go for an accounting course anyway. So mm -hmm. we, we hire them after, after they graduate, but we also give them the freedom to choose where they want to because some of them might want to join the academe some of them would like to pursue mm -hmm. other areas but but we we give that freedom to them and even the reviewers because um in the philippines after you graduate you you take the board exams immediately mm -hmm. unlike in other countries where you go for some work first and then you mm -hmm. you you take the boards afterwards in the philippines we take the board straight away after graduating so we do we, we do sponsor a lot of um we give out scholarship as well for for reviewers to give them a chance to to actually um, um, take the board. And then the other programs that we've had in the past, although it's mostly aligned also to education, you know, like we've helped schools prepare schools before before um, the classes would start. So there were projects before where we, we painted the classrooms, we cleaned up the chairs and all, all those sort of activities. We donate books, we donate or help set up libraries, we donate laptops for schools. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so that's what we do. So we do also engage in other programs, especially when our founder was alive because he just died like three years ago or two years ago. Okay, he just mm -hmm. died. So yeah. every time he, we celebrate his birthday, we, we go on a CSR activity. For example, we, we helped build houses before, you know, because- <laughs> Yeah, Gawad Kalinga. So it's on his 75th birthday. Was that? I, I, I don't recall anymore. 88, oh, 88. 88. So, so we, we built 88 houses you know, to, to honor him, you know, that sort of thing. And, and it was an effort. We, so we tied up with, with organizations who are working on those things. But we also put our workforce, our people, the staff, the partners, we also worked uh, and engaged them. So they also participated in the activity. So those are some of the things that we do through our foundation. That's nice. Yeah, it's also when you engage your employees in it, then they also feel the, the SGV values again with and they're helping the local communities. Um, they and, love uh, that. <laughs> yeah, and that and you help break the the poverty by by yeah. giving scholarships to some of the smart, talented, uh, younger people in the rural areas. Um, right. That's yeah. super interesting. And um, the foundation also donates other foundations which are helping, you know, um, education. It's the same mm -hmm. same objective: education and sometimes environmental issues as well yeah the damages that were brought about by the typhoon damages yeah. that were brought about by the volcanic eruption pandemic as well yeah. like this so, pandemic so. as well so we also provide support through the foundation right now we donate laptops because yeah. whenever we upgrade yeah. our laptops those are laptops are still okay but mm -hmm. uh, ey would like uh, the, the newer laptops so mm. uh, we give this out to schools mm -mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's also very important right now when everything is online, uh, virtual. Yeah, yeah. And and these kids, they still need to learn, of course. Yeah. So, uh, so that's very that's honorable. So going back to the to the to the topic of uh, gender equality, um, I would say that I'm very surprised engaging with with businesses in the Philippines. A lot of them are women, and I think it's it's really nice to see that it's also in not just on like a lower level, but also in, in leadership mm-hmm. positions mm-hmm. that you're yeah, able to true. influence the strategy. I think that's really cool. Um, and uh, I can see that, for example, you're also uh, part of the uh, Philippine Business Coalition for Women Empowerment. I'm yeah. being yes. member. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you uh, and Women's uh, Empowerment Principles? Yes, we do. We do yeah. a lot of those. Yes, we, we, we support those a lot. So every time they, they organize activities or they need speakers, so no, we provide that, we actively participate, we share our experiences just to inspire people and, and feel that, you know, let them feel that they are really empowered and that you could really do anything if you put in, and set your mind into it. You know? So we actively participate in those, yes. That's well, I, I also represent the firm in this, what we call Main mm-hmm. Champion for Change. So basically mm-hmm. these are CEOs uh, espousing um, diversity inclusiveness Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's it's really nice to see that it's um it's um you know sponsored by by the by the the higher ups in the Mm -hmm. firm yeah and we also had the first we call it the economic dividends for gender equality the edge Uh, edge Edge. edge, certification first professional firm i think that was certified by edge and and what is what is that again the edge it is a uh, global assessment uh, methodology. You know? uh, mm-hmm. we, we certify in terms of gender equality of the organic. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Um, so how do you see that SGV will, will help the Philippines in the, in the future? I, I think because of the advocacies that we have around sustainability, our consistent efforts to get people and rally our people to believe in our purpose and how they could help um, companies and um, entities outside. You know, this will all contribute to that. And I think as long as we sustain the quality of the output that we deliver there, because, you know, like the reports that we have, once you issue an audit report, once you issue a tax report, you, you know, it, it creates the trust and confidence in in what we're issuing and that is mm-hmm. actually going to translate in, in in more businesses because you know that whatever is being reported there is reliable and it has been approved and vouched based on standards that are supposed to be followed so we want to be consistent in that because that is really um, the essence of um, what we do as an accounting firm or as an auditing firm in general mm-hmm. yes so in addition to, you know, helping our people and training them and educating our people, we also want to help our clients as well. So that's mm-hmm. part of our purpose. We want to enable businesses. So we provide um, the trust and confidence, especially to the capital markets. And then, you know, sustainable audit quality is a must. It's, it's a top of mind. Um, we want to give insights to our clients because we want our clients to grow as well. Yeah. So if your clients grow, the country will grow. So, so this is really our uh, purpose, no? helping our people and helping our clients as well. Okay, I see that. I see that, yeah. And the, yeah, as you say, the building the trust and the confidence. And if you have the trust and the confidence in the firms, then you will also, it will um, spill over into trust and confidence in the, in the economy and in the country mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that. And providing the consistency um, to, to build that trust. Um, so, uh, what, what, do you have any advice that you would give to, uh, to organizations that want to be sustainable in the Philippines? My take on that is I would like organizations to realize that when you talk about sustainability, mm-hmm. it's not just a unit within a, a company. It's not just mm-hmm. like a group of people. It mm-hmm. is actually a way of life that has to be integrated in their business model and the mm-hmm. way they operate. Because I, I you know, like... As long as um, the leaders would actually carry that tone, mm-hmm. their people would follow it. So it, it, it's more than the sustainability report. It is their way of life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like that. That is, yeah, it's it's not just an entity that's trying to do something good. It's the whole, the whole firm and the whole organization. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna finish off with this last question for all of you. Uh, how does it make you feel to work for SGV, knowing that they're committed to sustainability? Well, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful yeah. that uh, I joined a firm that has kind, this kind of commitment and culture and purpose because it's uh, it resonates with my 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 uh, own purpose as well uh, uh, i mean of course my my religious side also is consistent with the core values that uh, sgb spouse value of integrity excellence respect now we've added inclusiveness okay, uh, mm -hmm. so it, it, it's consistent and if you have your personal purpose consistent with the firm purpose and mm -hmm. It works out pretty well, and uh, the the rest is is, uh, is is history. I mean, as long as we pursue our purpose, and those purpose uh, would touch on the SDG, so we should be yeah. able to to be a a good example for others to follow. Uh, I would always look at SGV as a catalyst for uh, the, the country's development. Uh, some some says that we are some say that we are the vanguard of the profession. We are the gold uh -huh. standard. Our our founder before he, he died, he said, uh, "You're not the gold standard. You should be the platinum standard." So, <laughs> this is the challenge. So I'm quite grateful that uh, I belong to a firm like this that really uh, walks the talk. So. Um, me personally, I, I I feel blessed, no, to be part of this organization, um, to be here for such a long time, and. The organization is really purpose-driven, as, as what uh, Wilson has also and Claire mentioned a while ago. We all have a purpose. Like, we all have one thing in mind. It's really taking care of our people, helping our, our clients, and, you know, building a better Philippines. It's our own little way of contributing, mm -hmm. giving back, um, because <laughs> we've, we've received um, a lot of good things from this firm. Uh, if you look back at what we were, like me, for example, 30 years ago, it's really different. And I've learned a lot, really, from this organization. It's really good to pass it on to the, to the next generation. So it's good to be a part. It feels so good to be part of this organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, as you, as you say, I, I guess, uh, like, growing as a person uh, together with the firm and, and that the firm allows you to, to grow uh, and to learn more and more. Um, that's nice. I am extremely great, grateful. Grateful <laughs> that I am a part of a firm who has also given me the opportunity to lead the sustainability service of the firm <laughs> and to, to actually allow us to define who we are, not only as a person. You know, we're able to transform ourselves and transform the firm and transform our people because uh, our our battle cry now is actually transformative leadership so, uh -huh. so that that is one thing that we are now actively um, embracing and what that means is that we are a firm who is purpose driven and we mm -hmm. are a firm who would support sustainability and value but when we mm -hmm. say value that's not just financial value but that's human value social value and environmental value as well so i'm super super grateful to be part of this